Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Just Browsing. Matthew here along with Zach. And today we're bringing you yet another amazing episode Just of the amazing. Rogue One Fantasy and the NFL Week 11 Football Leagues. The recap. And to look forward to next week. And to look forward to next week, which starts tomorrow, by the way. And by the way, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Hope you guys uh, enjoy, uh, I would say enjoy your time with your family, but if you're spending time with your family, enjoy it. If you're not spending time with your family, well. Yeah, have fun on the Zoom Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah, just get fat, drink some beer <laughs> or wine and or whatever you drink on Thanksgiving and have a good weekend. Watch some football. Watch football, spend yeah. money, do whatever you want. You know, it's free country. We uh, we rescinded our offer for Happy Thanksgiving last episode because it was too early. <laughs> You're about to be like Happy. Um, no. Never mind. Actually, that's next week. So now we're wishing you yeah, Happy so, Thanksgiving. So now we want to you know give you a nice loving welcome to yeah. uh, the Just Browsing podcast. And we really mean it. And we re- unless you don't listen. In but, which case, they're not hearing this anyway. So, but you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get started. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna just jump right in. I'm gonna start with my uh, my matchup this week. I went against uh, Brandon Rodewald, and uh, I beat him two sixty to one eighty. Um, yeah, wasn't didn't, even close. Here. Didn't really have any big performers in terms of like you know fifty plus point. I didn't even have anyone score over more than thirty two points. I only had one person score in the thirties. Mm-hmm. I just had a lot of people score a lot of points. It was really even. The only two people on your team who weren't didn't have like a double digit game was Julio Jones and Jacoby Myers, and they scored five and six respectively. Everyone else was ten points and up. Yep. So very even game. I mean, my team put up a lot of points. They played really well, and I finally am back in the win column. Uh, you know that game put Brandon down to seven and four, moved me to six and five. Um, so yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing really comes of this. We have this week and next week, I believe, are our last two weeks in the regular season, and then we'll yep. move into the playoffs. Which, like we've been saying, that is when this league matters. So yeah, you know, I win now, great. You know, it's good to see my team perform, but it doesn't matter yet. Um, but you know, it's you know, it's just that feel good I won. So yeah, so I mean, good. it can only help you in terms of playoff positioning and the rankings and stuff. Although you're kind of like middle of the pack, so you're probably just going to end up facing off against a team that's pretty evenly uh, matched. Against honestly, you, so. honestly, right now it's either going to be uh, the other Zach or Taya. Or Taya, yeah, will face off against each other. Yeah, and I think I'm the third seed, so I would go against. I think Taya would be fifth, so it'd be Taya and I. Which could you mm-hmm. imagine that? Fucking matchup in the playoffs. She will be very upset if she loses to you in the playoffs. I'll just say that yeah. right now. Um, Especially imagine if Aaron Rodgers goes off like 50 against her and yeah. Ronald Jones and DJ Chark do nothing. Yeah, she will not be happy. I, I um, will say something at that point. If we want to shift gears over to Ty's game, she played a Darian. And a Darian, the lowly last team in the league, Got a win, and he won by 29 points, 199 to 170. Um, yeah, Tyus' team's been kind of struggling as of late. I feel like she's had a lot of players. She'll have four or five each week score single digits, which is just not going to get it done. And, uh, yeah, that's just – I think she was pretty frustrated with that performance. I mean, last week I scored in the 160s, so I know what it's like to – only put up 160 or 170 in our league. It pretty much Join sucks. the club. Um, but, yeah, so Darian gets the win. He's 3-8 and eight now. Ty is 6-5. and five. So, you know, right there in the middle of the pack. I think we have three or four teams that are all 6-5 and five now. We have three. So, Me, yeah. Zach, and Ty. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty evenly matched. We have a lot of teams. You know, there's 
me leading the pack, a Darian bringing up the rear, and then everyone in the middle is pretty even. We're within matched, like three say. games of each other. Yeah. I mean, you got two that are four and seven. You got one that's three and eight, one seven and four, one eight and three, and then the other three of us are six and five. So yeah. I mean, we're two games up. So heading into this, I mean, I think at least one of the six and five teams will. Pl- I, I play Stevens this week anyway, so. Say I beat him. There's no way he can catch me. I'm I'm usually probably going to be guaranteed at least fourth. So, um, it, it'll be uh, it doesn't matter to get to the playoffs. <laughs> but speaking of Stevens, yeah, uh, I was say, he won this week. He, he beat okay. Dean uh, two thirty two to one eighty nine. Um, that's a lot of points for him. I think. I think two thirty two is is a pretty good outing for his team. Yeah. Um, and you know one eighty nine is I don't, I don't want to say average for Dean's team, but it's Pretty average for what his team has been scoring. He had Matt Ryan go for negative three. That really hurt. Yeah. And he also had Hayden Hurst post a zero. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely not what you want. Um, yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to add there. I think for Brandon Stevens' team, his score was really bolstered by Cooper Cup had a big night on Monday night. Had, Cooper Cup for, and Jared Goff. Yeah. went for Cooper Cup went for 31 points. Jared Goff went for 35. So, you know, he got a lot of points on Monday night and speaking of Monday night <clears throat> I won my game on Monday night I don't know if you saw my score was Zach going into Monday night but yeah I think you needed I was down by I think didn't you need like 13 points or something like that yeah or maybe it was like 17 it was it was somewhere like high teens maybe 20 and or something Robert like that balls out and I had one guy going on Monday night and he had no one left so the only person that was playing in, in our matchup Monday night was Robert Woods and I didn't watch most of this game I saw just a little bit of it but I did see him get his touchdown catch and I think what was that the first quarter or maybe it was the I second think it was, quarter. I it think was, his it was early was early yeah um and then I we turned it off when we were watching a movie, but he ended. I checked back later, and he finished with thirty-seven fantasy points. I think he went over hundred yards receiving. And I think had a he touchdown, had ten so. for like hundred and six or something in a yeah. touchdown. So, so he had a really good game. Totally saved my fantasy week because I was not going to win unless he played that well. And I going into Monday night, I was pretty frustrated because out of my two quarterbacks, I have Deshaun Watson, and I had to pick up Baker Mayfield because, as you know, Baker. I, I tried picking up Jameis Winston, thinking that the Saints were going to start Jameis Winston, but they didn't. They started Taysom Hill, so I dropped Jameis Winston and instead played Baker Mayfield because my only other backup that's healthy is Drew Locke, and you know me. I have zero faith in Drew Locke. And he would have been a better Baker option. Baker Mayfield pretty much disappointed me and posted four points. In fact, as I was leaving here last time on Saturday when we were doing the other podcast, the movie podcast, we were talking about Baker Mayfield. We were were both talking about how he can either score five or 30. It's pretty much one of those two things. He never scores 15, 17. And I was like, man, I really hope I catch him on one of his good weeks. And I didn't. So that was pretty frustrating. But Robert Wood saved me. So I get the win. And I am now 8-3. and And since... Brandon Roadwald lost this week. Now that's now the best record. You're welcome. So, yeah, thank you for doing that. For but uh, jump, jumping back to my game and kind of feeding off a point you just had, I picked up Taysom Hill. Well, first I drafted him this year. I drafted him as a backup tight end. Oh yeah, okay. So this is uh, what we're going to talk about. Yeah, right. and you know, so shout out to all of you fantasy managers out there that are geniuses like I am, because you could play in and, our league and humble. In our league, you could play. Yeah, I was very humble about this whole situation. But you could play in our league three quarterbacks at that time. So I ended up having 
Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and Taysom Hill, all as quarterbacks, start in my lineup this week. Not only in one league, but in another league, I had him as my flex player. Well, and to explain that, too, because I, I don't know, you know, for anyone who's just jumping into this podcast and listening to our fantasy slash NFL recap for the first time, you probably don't know that our fantasy league is set up to where we have two starting quarterbacks yep. all the time every week anyway. And then, of course, Taysom Hill is kind of this utility player for the Saints who has played, I don't know, I mean, he, what like, how many like different a, positions? Tight he's end, like a true fullback, H-back that H-back. He yeah. plays everything. He can, he plays he can everything. line up in the slot, he'll line up at quarterback, yeah. he'll line up at running back, fullback, tight end, kicker, punt returner, <laughs> you know, kickoff. Ret- I mean, he really does. He's literally out there yeah. on the field whenever they so, can put him out there. This week, the Saints obviously decide to start him ahead of Jameis Winston at quarterback. And in our league, you can play tight ends technically in flex. the flex position. And so Matt had the brilliant idea to stick Taysom Hill in his flex spot. And then that basically ended up resulting in him having three starting quarterbacks in his lineup, which in really any fantasy league, there's not much you can do against that if you're playing against someone who's done that. But you gotta especially in our league, I mean... Just look at this. So between your three quarterbacks, Kyler Murray had 20, Aaron Rodgers had 31, and then Taysom Hill had 22. Yeah. I'm a so genius. So there's just not much you can do. I mean, Brandon was just kind of screwed to begin with. And then ESPN one. comes in, though, and they're like, Taysom Hill is now only a quarterback. Right. So I was just going to say, we have to talk about the fact that you now can't do that moving forward because he's classified as a quarterback. So I think so. I dropped him already. Oh, you did? I think I have dropped him from my team already because I needed to fill other positions. I already And I had five quarterbacks, which you're only allowed to have four on your roster. Did you really? Oh, you got Stafford and Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. On my bench. So I think I dropped him. Yeah, I... No. But you're anyway, you're not going to be able to use that this upcoming week and in weeks and into the no, future. No, no. So that, they, uh, they pretty much put that in Which I think is fair that, that ESPN already. did that because... He's not a tight end, clearly. Although, He's starting at quarterback. Looking Saints, at my lineup, so. I should be able to because Kyler Murray is questionable, Michael Thomas is questionable, Julio Jones is questionable, Mark Andrews is questionable, Devontae Adams is questionable, and Chris Carson is questionable. So glad my team's getting healthy before the playoffs. Everybody with a Q next to my you, name though. or their name, it was someone I took in like the first three rounds, and now they're all fucking going to be out again. Yeah, well, that's it's the way of the road. It's the way the cookie crumbles, you know? Um, do you have any other fantasy thoughts before we move on to NFL stuff? No, I pe- think people get bored with our fantasy rumbling. Yeah. It's more or less so we can sit here. I mean, I'll go through the standings real quick. I was going to say, let's just touch on the standings real quick, and then we'll move over to um, NFL. You know, for the for the sake of our league, you know, we're in two division or two conferences, I guess you could say. We should split up into divisions, just two-person divisions. <laughs> yeah. I won my division I'm leading my year. division. <laughs> no, so uh, uh, in the East, it is Zach leading at 8-3. and three. Uh, he is leading the whole league actually at eight and three, followed by uh, me, who has the best name in the league, the Lawnmower three point We should have we did it, did we go over the names in one of our early episodes? I don't I think like we, we have, have actually. All right, Let's so go we're just going to jump in. Yeah, so so Zach here fun. has his name is Shamblefoot the Wanderers, and again we make our names up on like inside jokes and right all TV of mine, shows and for for anyone out there who has seen Onward, the new Pixar movie, that's where I got that. Um, I every every single year my fantasy team name comes from a movie or a TV show. So and mine's just some random thing. Yeah. So at Brandon, I think it was at Brandon's bachelor party, we were talking about the the lawnmower 3.0 and <laughs> you know male grooming and everything, and we were making a joke that 
you know, I was sponsored by the lawn, so you know, it was only fitting to make my name the lawnmower 3.0. Um, Taya's bad and bougie. I don't. She loves that no. bad and bougie. Uh, Dean's is this is number one bullshit, and, and that's that, an inside joke from from our group yeah. uh, during a UFC fight. And uh, if you want to watch uh, Habib's, you just type in this number one bullshit, and his clip shows up on YouTube, and it's it's pretty fucking hilarious. It is pretty funny, and it's also if you know Dean exactly how he feels about his team every yeah. single year. This is this is number one bullshit. <laughs> well, and so. You know, like I said, there's two inside jokes already. Like I said, I don't know how Ty came up with her name. You just explained how you get then Brandon's the Brody, which That's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Right? He's just a Westbrook fan. So then we have Exodia's staff, which was also another name that was you know, we went through Simon's Yu Gi Oh cards or Pokemon. I cards still don't get that one. I just I the, I never paid attention. It's a Yu Gi Oh thing, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. But it's supposed to mean something else as well, right, I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah, I think I remember that part. Um, but I just didn't know what the Yu-Gi-Oh! origins was. Yeah, but uh, so his is Exodia's staff. Uh, and then Brandon Stevens is Juice Squad, which he is a strength, uh, head strength coach. I don't know if he's still at Western or if he's gone somewhere else. I think he took a job somewhere else, but he's a head strength coach in college. Um, so he's Juice Squad. And then Adarian Sticks and Stones and... His name kind of sucks. He also, he also has an underscore at the very end of his name, which well, is kind of pissing me off. There's a because I, I think the name. Oh, it used to be longer. It's, it used to be Sticks and Stones. Dave is funny or something like that. And his his profile picture is of Dave Chappelle. So I think it was like a name for one of Dave Chappelle's oh, uh, like, like stand up specials or something. It's a bad fantasy name. Darian, needs Adarian, to you it. suck. Darian, if you're listening, name. pick a better name, dude. Come on. But, uh, oh, yeah, so, so I mean, now that we went through the names, uh, if you can remember, which we're just going to make you all remember these, uh, that's the, the standings that we went through. So we have Shamwolf with the Wanderers in first. Uh, we have which the Brody me. in second. We have the Lawnmower 3.0 in third, which is me. We have Exodia's Staff in fourth. We have Bad and Bougie in fifth. We have Juice Squad in sixth. This number one bullshit in seventh and Sticks and Stones underscore in eighth. So yeah, that's the the Rogue One recap for uh, Week Eleven. Uh, like I said, we have this week and next week, and then we'll be into the playoffs, and then we can uh, really dive deep into these uh, fantasy conversations because then it where really, it really matters. Yeah, I think we can probably try and do what we did for the NBA stuff, or what we were supposed to do for the NBA stuff, and have a pre-playoffs discussion of you know once the bracket is set for playoffs the regular season's officially wrapped up talk about the matchups who do we think is going to win who has the best chance to win and all that kind of stuff well i mean i'm going to make myself win so i don't have a serious problem with that (laughs) well i'm still investigating collusion with you and taya from last year so with me and taya for what it's none of your business it's league business okay (laughs) if you don't know i am the commissioner I run our league, I do everything for the league, and I don't get paid a dime for it. This is bullshit. Roger Dell gets like 15 fucking airplanes. You know what I get? What do you get? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Goodell's league, he's also the commissioner of a league that generates billions of dollars of revenue well, every year. Well, our so. league could generate billions of dollars of revenue too if uh, we How? tried. Exactly. We just have to try harder. Okay. You just got to want it. <laughs> we just got to want it. It's a mindset. You just got to want it. All right. Enough rambling. Yeah, I'm going to run through the NFL scores real quick, yeah. and then we'll just talk about Then we'll just ramble games. again. Then we'll just ramble. Back to rambling. All right. 
Um, this past week, starting off on Thursday, first game of the NFL weekend was Cardinals-Seahawks. Seahawks win 28-21. To the Sunday games, the Broncos got a much-needed win Woo-hoo! against the Dolphins 20-13. The Browns beat the Eagles 22-17. The Saints beat the Falcons 24-9 in Taysom Hill's first start. Washington beat Cincinnati 20-9, and poor Joe Burrow... Pretty much yeah, destroyed his knee and re- is now off for rest, the season. Rest in peace, rookie of the year. Yeah, that Joe sucks Burrow. for him. Um, like Justin Herbert, you deserved it. The Panthers blanked the Lions. They beat them 20 to nothing. Um, the Steelers, with, with a backup quarterback. Yeah. The Steelers stay undefeated at 10-0. They beat the Jaguars 27-3. to The Titans got an overtime victory over the Ravens 30-24. to After the Ravens tied it with like 13 seconds left. Craziness. I didn't get to see any Good of that. for Justin Tucker getting me more fantasy points. Yeah. The Texans beat the Patriots 27-20, to so a much-needed win for the Texans as well. The Chargers beat the Jets in a probably too close of a game if you're a Chargers fan. Yeah, 34-28. They're 3-7 they're, they're um, too, so it's... Right. But, I mean, the Jets are now 0-10. They're yeah. just pretty god-awful. Um, the another overtime game, the Colts actually beat the Packers thirty-four to thirty-one. I think I forgot that this game had happened. Well, so that the Colts I, beat the Packers. I can't remember who on the Packers, but the receiver they had the first down, and everything, and then the, he gets the ball punched out from behind him. Oh, and they had already made okay. a stop on defense, I believe. So all they had to do was get in field goal range, and they would have had a chance to win the game. And he fumbled, and then they were pretty much put the the Colts in field goal range with the fumble. So oh, okay, Rodrigo okay. Blankenship with his massive goggles. Oh, that guy drilled. Yeah, I know the, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, drilled the game winner. And then we also had the Cowboys against the Vikings. The Cowboys um, win a close upset. one there. Yeah, an upset, thirty-one to twenty-eight over the Vikings. And then the Sunday night game was another close one between the Chiefs and the Raiders. Chiefs win 35-31. to So the Raiders are the only team to beat the Chiefs this year, and then they barely lost this time around. So it, they seem to play the Chiefs it, pretty well. It pains me to say this, that the Raiders are a team that you can't sleep on. Yeah, like, especially not this year. They've been actually pretty yeah. scrappy this year. I mean, Gruden's got that team moving. I think they're on the uphill climb for yeah. sure. And then last night's game, or not last night, it's Wednesday already, the Monday night game. Was the Rams against the Buccaneers? The Rams get the win here by three, 27 to 24, in the aforementioned game where Robert Woods saved my fantasy week with 37 fantasy points. So there you go. That a was a lot of close games. We yeah. have a three point game, a four point game, a three point game, a three point game, a six point game, a seven point game, a six point game, a 24 point game, <laughs> a 20 point game. Uh, 11 point game, a uh, 15 point game, a 5 point game, a 7 point game and a 7 point game. And two overtimes. And two overtime. A lot of close. A lot of close games and you know, I'm just going to jump in because it's the Broncos, so I got to talk about the Broncos. They finally found a way to win a game. Yes. They finally found a way to get in the end zone when they couldn't do shit all day. They finally had their defense do something when they needed them to do something. Then again, we tried to give it up at the end, but we luckily got an interception in the end zone. But it's just, we got to win. We're keeping ourselves within striking distance. I don't know if they're going to expand the, the playoffs yet. I don't know if that's still in discussion or not, or I've, if, I ha- if I've missed anything on it. But we're, we're there. We're a couple games back, and, and we've got some, you know, experts are projecting that the Broncos could beat the Saints this weekend. So... 
You know? um, I mean, we'll see. The, I... If the Saints sleep on the Broncos, the Broncos have a legitimate chance to win. You know, if the Saints do that, we're going to look a week ahead. Then, you know, going into Denver and getting an easy win, you know, you can always do that and then you lose. And people are like, how did you lose to that team? And they're like, well, to be honest, we were looking to next week when we had a tougher matchup. So the one thing that's also pretty glaring to me about, even though we won this game, still have a problem with turnovers. We had an interception and a fumble. Um, another another very un- costly fumble by Melvin Gordon. Yes. Because fuck you, Melvin Gordon. Get the fuck out of Denver. This is Philip Lindsay's backfield. Why don't you go fumble on the goal line for some other fucking team? So, yeah. So, anyone who's listened to this podcast before knows that Matt is definitely not a supporter of Melvin Gordon. And neither am I, um, for the record. But I'm just not as uh, outspoken about it as Matt is. <laughs> Um, I just continue to be confused by the lack of use of Philip Lindsay. I don't really understand why we're not using him more in well, the offensive scheme. So after Melvin Gordon fumbled on like the six-inch line, they I don't think he got back in the game. I think it was Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay were the two backs. Yeah, so, which is the way it should be because Lindsay's a dude. When he gets in the hole, he's exciting to watch. He really is. He's one of the most exciting energetic players that i have seen in the nfl and every time he gets out there something good happens which is really funny because people say oh you're too small of a running back like you're not going to survive in the nfl christian mccaffrey he's thriving christian mccaffrey's not a massive running back austin eckler not a massive running back philip Lindsay, not a massive running back what do they all have in common they all went you know they lived here in colorado (laughs) <laughs> you know who else was small and had an extremely successful career? Darren Sproles. Dude yep. was like three foot six, but he had lightning speed and, yep. and was great out of the backfield. Rex Burke, every every running back that the Patriots have is a small white dude, yeah. you know, that's very shifty and they're very good. So in this game, it looks like we actually did give him the ball a little bit more. So Melvin Gordon finished with 15 carries. Philip Lindsay actually had 16 carries. And I think two less yards. And two less yards, yeah. So Melvin Gordon went for 84 yards. Philip Lindsay went for 82 yards. Melvin Gordon got two rushing touchdowns. Philip Lindsay did not get one. But So we're giving him the ball a little bit more in this game. But I just – it's, it's weird how when you watch the games, they'll be giant – periods of time where he's not on the field and i just wonder why that is i I don't understand why it's they seem to really favor melvin gordon and i I mean well because you're paying him eight and a half million dollars you want to pay a guy eight and a half million dollars to put him on your bench just like chicago chicago's lost like five games in a row why is nick Foles still your starting quarterback it's why just that you, why aren't you putting like the team Trubisky doesn't want to admit the mistake of right they, they can't they can't look like they good. they fucked up and, you know, I, I think that was a bad – at first I was like, oh, that's a good signing. We'll have a good tandem. But I also said that with the hopes that we were signing Philip Lindsay long term. Yeah. And then we didn't sign him at all. And I'm like, if we let Philip Lindsay walk, we need to let John Elway walk. That that would be really disappointing. Because not only do you lose a homegrown talent, but you lose a talent that in this NFL day and age, this dude's a work – I mean, he's – I think he's, what, 5'9 or 5'? I mean, he's not, like, super small. But the dude will just lower his shoulders and take on the biggest guy on the field. Yeah, he doesn't care. He plays with heart. I mean, you watch the Broncos offense. It's boring as shit, like you said, with Melvin Gordon. And Philip Lindsay gets the ball, gets a 20-yard run, and all of a sudden we have all this life, and then we get to the goal line, and he's out of the game. I'm like, mm-hmm. this dude will punch it in harder than Melvin Gordon will at the one-yard line. And, I mean, you know, he's a undrafted free agent, you know, 
NFL running back, and he's gone, what, over 1,000 yards two seasons two, in a row, yeah, and he's two made seasons, a Pro Bowl, right? Yeah, he's made a Pro Bowl. As, I think he was the first running back to make it in the Pro Bowl as rookie year as an undrafted free agent. Right. And then just backed it up with another 1,000 thousand yard yards. And then, of course, season. he got hurt this year. But, right. you know, I, I, mean, the I guy don't has think he's on track himself. for 1,000 yards. You know what I mean? Dude, he's, he's earned his he's earned money, and he's earned playing time. Yeah. And they're not going to give him either of it. And, and it makes me sick to think of that. Yeah, I, that's just really frustrating to me. So, AFC West standings are currently this. Obviously, Kansas City still number one. They're nine and one. Um, the Raiders, who just narrowly lost to Kansas City, they're six and four. Broncos with the win this past weekend advanced to four and six, and the Chargers are three and seven. So we're still better than the Chargers, not by much, um, but we're kind of right we're there with the Raiders. I mean, we're hanging in there. I mean, obviously. The Chiefs are far and away the best team in the AFC West, but you know, nah, they're beatable. <laughs> Just so, gotta have Mahomes, and Kelsey. Then it, I think, yeah, we have to play each we, of them one more time this year. We have to play yep. the Chiefs. We get the Chargers Chiefs, and the Raiders. not this Sunday, but next Sunday, right? I believe. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the one thing that I'd like, to, I'm happy we got the win, but the one thing I would like to see is more usage out of Philip Lindsay. And yeah. I don't know, like maybe I haven't been paying attention to what the press releases have been about his injuries and whatnot, but maybe they're still favoring his turf toe stuff that he was nursing. He was out a couple games earlier this year with that. Maybe it's not quite 100%. I don't really know what the story is. It certainly seems to me like there's some sort of a lingering injury thing going on. Otherwise, why would they not be giving him the ball? Because like I said, anyone who's a Broncos fan who watches games knows that nothing but positive stuff happens when he gets right. in the game. And people like him. Yes. People in this fan base and in this state like him. I mean, the dude at CU was a four-year starter, I believe, and he was like the fan favorite. Yeah. You know, Obviously, I'm a big CU fan and everything. The dude at CU was the same exact way. He played every snap with the most heart on the field. He literally laid everything on the line. Yeah, people love seeing that. And, you know, you look at Melvin Gordon, he fumbles, and then he's laughing on the sideline. Or Drew Locke throws an interception, laughing on the sideline. Like, Philip Lindsay plays with his heart, and he shows it, you know. And it's, you know, it's just frustrating as a Broncos fan to see some shit yeah. go down like that. And, you know, I think he should be rewarded. I think... I agree. I totally agree. I think if Elway's... A dumbass. Some football team out there is going to be, you know, rewarded very well with. I agree. I think him. someone will scoop him up, and he'll look really and good. I really <laughs> hope, if that's the case, he goes anywhere but New England or anyone in the AFC West, and then yeah. I can cheer for him. Yeah, I'll forever be a. Philip oh Lindsay yeah, I'll fan, be a yeah. Philip Lindsay fan. But if he goes to a team I can't cheer for, then I'd be like, I right, do good, Lindsay, but don't do that good. Yeah, you know. You know what? If he doesn't end up with the Broncos next year, which. I really hope he stays with the Broncos for years to come. But if he doesn't, he will forever be one of those fantasy guys to keep an eye on. You know? Oh for, yeah, dude, he's that, like he's like Austin Eckler. Everyone thought Eckler was just going to be like a second tier to Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And now Eckler signed the contract with the Chargers, and they let Melvin Gordon walk. Exactly. Yeah. And then of course he gets hurt this year. But another homegrown talent, dude. Austin Eckler. He went to my alma mater, Western State. Okay. Yeah. A little D two school in the middle of nowhere. The dude didn't get an offer at any school to play running back. Yeah. Besides Western. That's why he chose Western. Now he's one of the best, if not the best, fantasy running backs in yeah, the NFL. It's impressive. I honestly didn't realize how good Austin Eckler really was in terms of usage and numbers until last year. 
And I realized how many times he gets the ball every game, and I was like, "Wow, dude! If you really want a great piece to have on fantasy, if you really want to like look at highlights for him, go look at his highlights when he was at Eaton, when he was in high school. The dude was like, I watched his highlight video once. I was like, and nobody wanted to sign this guy as a. I need to look that up. That'll actually be pretty curious. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, you know, very obviously this is a Colorado centric podcast, but a lot of yeah, uh, go Broncos, homegrown. School buffs, you know Colorado guys that have played high school, college, and well, I guess a lot of running backs. I mean, we have Christian McCaffrey, Philip Lindsay, and Austin Eckler. That's a lot of good talent here. I mean, David Bakhtiari went to CU, and he's now the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL for Green Bay. There's a lot of good talent, you know, whether they're born and raised or went to high school here or they went to college here. I mean, Shaquille Barrett for. Uh, Tampa Bay, who led the the league in sacks last year, CSU. We signed him as an undrafted free agent. Like, yeah, there's a lot of talent here. It's people, cool. It people makes overlook you, us. Makes you proud when you see Colorado guys doing well. Because I feel like Unless everyone from comes State. from Texas or California. I feel like that's dude. But a lot in, of those guys mo- are like in, busts in basketball and in football. I think most of the best athletes come from Texas and California. And it might just be because there's there's more draw. A lot more. Well, there's more draw and there's a lot more like the population's way bigger in both well, of those and, states. Well, and you got to think so. too like Colorado 5A, we'd probably be like like Thunder Ridge. You yeah. know, we were a 5A school. Down in Texas, we'd probably have been like 3A. Exactly. Yeah. Which, just based on size and you stuff. You know, yeah. like you know, I told my brother who lives down in Houston, I was like, you know, if you have boys or whatever and, and they play high school football, I was like, I want to come down. I just want to experience, like, put, give them, send the them, Texas to, football, send them Texas to a high big school high school yeah. that has, you know, is a 6A school that's yeah. a powerhouse. I want to come to, like, yeah, one of those, you know, one of games, those yeah. high school games and just be like, shit, this has more people at it than, you know, every one of our high school games combined. So I don't know if you knew this about me, but I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma briefly before I moved here. And the high school that I would have gone to had we stayed in Tulsa is Jinx High School. And I'm pretty sure they're a 6A football team and like this powerhouse <laughs> football school. Uh, so it would have been really interesting to see like what that experience would have been like playing high school football rather than... Well, I uh, mean, Thunder Ridge was not... We're definitely not a small school. And we no. played 5A football, but... It's Colorado 5A 6A is different in you know, Oklahoma or Texas is definitely going to be a different yeah. atmosphere. Well, I mean, had had I stayed where my parents were living, you know, when I was first growing up, I would have gone to Alameda and they were 2A. <laughs> that would have been way different. <laughs> way different. 2A football. I would have probably had to learn how to speak Spanish. Oh, yeah. And, yeah... I probably wouldn't have played football. It isn't isn't um, don't they have like what is it eight man football or something? They have six man football have, here in Colorado. Wow, that's hilarious. And I'm sure they is have it six in man. pads and shit, or is it like yeah, flag, no, it's basically. like a full. It's I mean, it's like flag football, but it's full contact six man tackle football. Wow, that's weird. It's almost just like a Thanksgiving pickup game you would start. Yeah, like there's like one O lineman versus one yeah. D lineman. <laughs> Awesome. Constant, like I kind of want to watch a game like that. That'd yeah, I'm sure cool. you can go find some highlights of it and see how they play. But yeah, it's full contact football. That's, That's so cool. Because I, I didn't realize that was even a thing until one year I was looking up the playoff uh, schedule or whatever for 5A high school football here in Colorado. And then I noticed like, like six man, eight I'm like man. wait, they got four A, three. I knew they had four A, and then I didn't even really ever think about the fact that there would anything be smaller than that. Right. There's like 3A, 2A, all the way down to six-man football. I was like, I didn't even realize this was a thing. Okay. But if you think about it, there's all these – in every state, there's towns that are – In the way, middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, way off away from the main city that right. have a high school. And they those kids want to play football too. They just don't happen to have well, and 100 like, kids who I want mean, to play football or whatever. So. Like, my, you know, my parents grew up in the mountains here in Colorado. And 
they, uh, you know, some of their high school football teams was a collection. They would have a high school in an area and all the kids within a certain area would all go to, it was like a district school would all go to that one school. But then there would be like a, a city or a town inside of that same area that had their own high school. Oh, okay. And so then they would play against like, you know, other people. And I sit there and I go, though, like, what if you're a six-man team down in like southeast Colorado and the other six, you know, six-man teams in northwest Colorado? Yeah, all the way across and the state. If I'm the coach, I'm going to be like, we're going to meet in like Idaho Springs. It's in the yeah. middle of all of us. <laughs> Neutral and ground. We're going to throw down there. Yeah. Because... <laughs> That would be like an eight-hour, if not longer, drive, I feel like. Yeah. Just to play six-man on six-man. I got to look. Okay, so when we're done with the podcast, I'm looking up Austin Eckler highlights and six-man football Six-man football highlights. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got really distracted. We're talking about football. We went through the scores. People would rather hear us talk about football than... I mean, yeah, I don't really have a ton of stuff to talk about with the games this past weekend. A lot of times there's crazy things that happen or you know i've watched a bunch of games and i want to talk about a bunch of different narratives but really the only game i watched this past weekend was the broncos game we watched most of that together and other than that i didn't see much of anything else i don't the only thing that i would say that i I really want to talk about but i don't want to talk about it because i don't like talking about it is joe burrow's injury i mean you never want to see that sucks the you know who's going to be the rookie of the year come in and, and get hurt like that and you know derail his his season and you know, you just hope that he can recover and he comes back healthier and stronger, you know, than he was before. And, you know, it just sucks because he was having such a good year. He really and, was. And, you know, it was really fun to watch him in the pros. It's, it's There's a lot of young quarterbacks in the league right now that's going to be really fun to watch them grow and, and, and see yeah. how the league goes. You know, we're going to get rid of the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's, Drew Brees's, Philip. Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger's here soon, and it's going to be this young, yeah, the you know, passing then of the guard, Russell yeah. Wilson will come in as like the old guy, and you know, it's going to be. So a I fun. saw. Speaking of exactly what you were just talking about, I saw a funny Instagram post the other day. It was like, I can't wait to, or it should be really fun over the next ten years to watch these quarterbacks in the league and kind of take over, you know, the next big quarterbacks in the league. And it was like uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray and like all these young guns. You right. know what I mean? Tua Tagovailoa. And then at the right, the bottom right hand corner was a picture of Tom Brady. <laughs> They're like basically insinuating like he's just going to keep playing another ten years and be fifty by the time he's, he's done. He's not having. I mean, statistic wise, he's not having like a terrible season, but he's also not having a very good season. Well, I think he's so, just he's got a lot of talent around him that well, you know, it makes up for that lack of yeah. his play with the talent on defense, not only you know his own offense, but so I was actually just looking at this, and this might be kind of an interesting piece to add to these weekly recaps too is go over the season stats leaders so you know you saying that about tom brady it's kind of interesting to look at in terms of passing yards he's actually in the top five he's number four with 2955 passing yards so the top five i'll, I'll go over the top five for quarterbacks for a couple of these categories here the top five in passing yards for quarterbacks is patrick mahomes russell wilson matt ryan tom brady and aaron Rodgers. The top five for total touchdowns thrown <clears throat> is Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. And then we, we were looking at something that was kind of interesting. The total flip side of everything is the leaders in interceptions this year. <laughs> so this is kind of crazy, too, because Russell Wilson is in the top five for touchdown passes and passing yards, but also for, t- for interceptions. 
And the league leader in interceptions this year so far is Carson Wentz with 14 interceptions. Kirk Cousins and Drew Locke are tied at 11 apiece. Russell Wilson has thrown 10 interceptions this year, and then Tom Brady's thrown nine. You know what's sad about Drew Locke being up there for tied for second for interceptions? He's missed like two games, two or three games. I know, and he's still and he's still up there because he just throws interceptions. interceptions. He's like, oh, there's like six defenders here. I think I can get it into him, and we're all like, no, you can't. So. Let's go over rushing real quick. Top five running backs in terms of rushing yards. Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are neck and neck. Derrick Henry has 1,079 rushing yards this year. Dalvin Cook has 1,069, so they're 10 yards apart. Number three is James Robinson for Jacksonville, Josh Jacobs for Vegas, and Ronald Jones the second for Tampa Bay. That's the top five for rushing yards. You know what's crazy to think about that? It's you know, usually you have about five guys that are pretty close to each other for the rushing title. Yeah. This rushing title is long gone, and it's a two-man race. It's a two-man race. It's Derek right Henry or Dalvin Cook. That's yep. it. Even Dalvin- one, one of them will get hurt, but the yeah. other one and the other one will win. Yeah. The other guys are over a hundred or three hundred yards behind them. Oh yeah, yeah. It's basically a two-man race. Um, rushing leaders, top five for rushing touchdowns. Dalvin Cook is leading the league with thirteen rushing touchdowns. Um, okay, so this this list actually includes quarterbacks and running backs. This is just all rushing stats. Kyler Murray is actually second in the league with 10 rushing touchdowns. Woo-hoo. Cam Newton with 9. Todd Gurley with 9. Derrick Henry with 9. Josh Jacobs with 9. Alvin Kamara with 8. Matthew Ewan with 9. So that's the first few right there. Aaron Jones, another one of my fantasy running backs, has 6. But he's missed a lot of time too. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Dalvin Cook is obviously number one, and then Derrick Henry's tied for number three with nine rushing touchdowns. So, Dalvin Cook has the clear advantage in touchdowns right now, although it's neck and neck in yardage. So, that'll be interesting to watch You want to know why? And I said this when we were all watching the games on Sunday, is because I feel like the Titans are the best team at throwing the ball on the one-yard line when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield. Yeah. They had a one-yard touchdown pass again, and I'm like, why don't you just run it with Derrick Henry? Yeah. Um. So while we're at it, let's go over receiving stats. So top five in the league for receiving yards right now is DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Terry McLaurin, and DJ Moore. Top five receivers right there. So we actually got a tight end in the top five for receiving yards. Yeah, I'm not too surprised with that one, though. Um, Receiving touchdowns. The top five is Adam Thielen with 11, Devontae Adams with 10, Tyreek Hill with 10, Mike Evans with 9, DK Metcalf with nine, Tyler Lockett with eight. You good Travis, over there? <laughs> I got the hiccups. Travis Kelsey's also got seven receiving touchdowns to go along with his 896 receiving yards. So let's see. For receiving touchdowns, Adam Thielen is leading the league and then receiving yards. Who did I say it was? DeAndre, it was DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins only with four receiving touchdowns this year. To, Imagine to trading DeAndre yards. Hopkins for a running back that gets hurt. So we were just Again. talking about this before the podcast because I was looking up how um, I Deshaun just Watson. On his name. Deshaun Watson. I wanted to call him DeAndre Hopkins. We were looking up to see how DeAndre Deshaun, Hopkins was doing. Yeah, <laughs> we were looking up Deshaun Watson's stats because someone was talking about how he's kind of an underrated, like low key MVP candidate this year because he's having a pretty it's good season. It's just because his team sucks. It's just because his team's so bad, and you know we're just looking at this right now. DeAndre Hopkins, his former receiver, who the Texans inexplicably traded away is leading the league through 11 games in receiving yards. Imagine if he had DeAndre Hopkins still on his team. He'd be looking that much better. Imagine if they didn't have Bill O'Brien as their head coach. Well, now they don't. GM, <laughs> president, owner, and play caller. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, we fired him, and they're like, yeah, now you have to replace him with four other people. Yeah. Easy, so Easy work. Um, oh, yeah. Well, we haven't looked forward to this upcoming week's schedule. Do you want to cover that real quick? Yeah. So, this week's schedule. We, schedule. We got... We were supposed to have three games tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, due to... To this virus going on and all the bullshit that comes with it, we will not be having three games tomorrow. We will be having two. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be having it is the my thing's not loading, so I'm trying to guess right now. It's the Lions play the what can I think of the Dino? You can do it, you can do it. Texans, Washington go. plays the Cowboys. <laughs> Those are the two Thursday games tomorrow. Sunday, we have the Saints at Broncos, Raiders at Falcons. Chargers at Bills, Giants at Bengals, Titans at Colts, Panthers at Vikings, Cardinals at Patriots, Dolphins at Jets, Browns at Jaguars, Ravens at Steelers, which was the other game that was supposed to be Yeah, tomorrow. it was supposed to be Thursday night, but now it's right. on Sunday. Uh, 49ers at Rams, Chiefs at Buccaneers, should be a good game. Bears at Packers, another good game. And then Seahawks at Philly. For Monday night. Yeah. For Monday night. So... There's some good games that are this week, but then there's, you know, I'd say the Bears-Packers should be a good game. The Chiefs-Buccaneers should be a good game. Ravens-Steelers should be good. Yeah, I would say Ravens-Steelers and Chiefs-Buccaneers. Titans-Colts should be good on Sunday, too. Yep. Other than that, I I mean, there's not, like, tomorrow's games, I'm not super... Tomorrow's games should probably be... The only reason I'm interested in watching the Houston game is because I have Deshaun Watson, but... That Washington-Dallas game will probably be pretty boring to watch, honestly. Well, okay, speaking of Washington-Dallas, the Eagles are 3-6-1, still leading the fucking division. 3-6-1. We're 10 games through. They're 3-6-1, and and they're leading the division. But fear not, Washington, uh, Dallas, or New York. You're all a half a game back. I was going to say. They're all 3-7. and Yeah, let's, let's look at it real quick. So, like you said, Philly's leading the division. (laughs) <laughs> 11 games in at 3-6-1. and one. And then the rest of them, the Giants, the Cowboys, and Washington are all 3-7. and seven. Not a single team in that division has won more than three games. Yeah. And, and just think of this. 11 games If they all the lose one more game, no team in that division will have a winning record. The best they could finish would be 8-8. Eight and eight. God, that's brutal. Honestly, I think the winner of that division is going to have six wins at most. At most. <laughs> so bad. Good Lord. And I honestly hope it's the Washington football team at this point. Just give Alex Smith the comeback player of the year. Let him sail off into the sunset. Take his team to the playoffs where they just get smacked by the Buccaneers or somebody. Yeah. Or they throw the upset of the century and we all sit there and go, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was a pretty funny reaction from you. That's my reaction. That would be my reaction. If they beat the Buccaneers or somebody in like the playoffs, I'd just be like, <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. All right. Well, there's your but, Week 12 matchups. Thanksgiving Day tomorrow. Got double dose of football. That'll be nice to College basketball and, started today on oh, an yeah. off note. Yeah. School College buffs. basketball. So, yeah, it'll be nice to eat, eat some turkey, eat too much turkey, most yeah. likely, and kick back and watch some football. So hopefully everyone out there enjoys their Thanksgiving. Travel safe if you're traveling anywhere. and Enjoy your time with your family if you're with your family. If not, yep. call your loved ones. Tell them you love them. Mm-hmm. You can never do that too many times. And we will be back post-Thanksgiving. Probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday again. or Wednesday doing another recap. And then we may or may not do a second podcast next week. I guess we'll have to figure out what we'll, our schedule is. We'll figure are, it out. But 
If not, we'll, we'll for sure do one the following week. Yeah. And it'll probably be the 2014 movies. Unless, yeah, we should do the 2014 either next week or the next. Because we should do a Christmas movie one too. Okay. Well, maybe what we could do is do 2014 movies next week. And, and then, then do, do a Christmas, Christmas movie podcast. Two so we'll give you guys... Four podcasts in two weeks. Look at that. Just pushing out just content. pushing it out. Now we just need the feedback. Yep. And the so, listens. we appreciate all your love and support. We just appreciate it even more if you reached out to us, gave us some more f- feedback, some input, your thoughts, your ideas. You know, tell Zach and I we're both stupid. I don't care. Just yeah. something. We're on Facebook. You know, that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Everywhere should have a link now to our email. It should be in the description of all of our episodes. Okay, perfect. Um, at least coming forward from last week. Um, just shoot us an email. You know, We're obviously going to keep everything confidential. So just reach out to us. We want to interact with you guys. We want to have a you know, viewer or I guess listener, you know, producer, aka me, uh, you know, conversation. But uh you know, just interact with us. We we want to yeah. We, we want to give you guys more of yeah. what you want to hear than just def- us rambling. Yeah, we definitely welcome new ideas. So a lot of the random podcast ideas that Matt and I have been doing outside of these football, these weekly football recap podcasts, are just fun ideas that we thought would be fun to talk about. But you know, we're definitely open to other suggestions of other topics to talk about. So. If you guys like hearing movie podcasts, we can do more movie podcasts. If you guys like us doing a bunch of really random stuff like the ocean and the space episodes, we'll do more of that random stuff. Just give so, let us, just yeah, let, us just let us know. Or if you want to hear us talk about college football and college basketball or whatever. I know or politics a, because then we'll just say no in a, in a nicely yeah. worded email response. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. So until next week, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving and we will – be back next week with more football talk and then some more movie talk most likely yeah. so so happy holidays and we'll yeah. see you on the, the flip side till next time bye bye